do. And we ask this in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless the, the band this evening, amen. Dios bendiga a todos, you all may be seated. So just a couple of things, brothers and sisters. Uh, um, we are creating a, uh, a group uh, on the app that's going to be for the uh, new academy, um, the uh, school academy here. Uh, we're going to be creating it tomorrow. Um, we'll have Delilah as the, the leader for it, um, which I think, Delilah, I'll show you. I think you'll have to accept the, the parents that are coming into it. That way you... And then you can put curriculum up there. You can do all this stuff. But if you guys don't mind, if y'all can um, let uh, Brother Lorenzo know, he had asked uh, to do the final head count. And uh, if he can get that final head count from everyone just to make sure. Um, because I think next week, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm speaking out of turn, Delilah, if you, you know, uh, they're doing, you guys are doing testing, I believe, right? Is it next week, sister? Amen. So if, we can, uh, if you can let um, Brother Lorenzo know, that way um, they can get all that arranged. But that's exciting. Um, looking forward to it. I know there's a lot of y'all that are going to be. So let's pray for it, brothers and sisters, that this is just starting. It's just starting. It's just starting. So be patient. Um, but I know God's going to do some tremendous things, so we're excited for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So praise the Lord for that. Also, we got some news from the hermana Navarrete that her results came back uh, positive, good. It was good news. So no uh, cancer. She's cancer-free. Um, so it was good news. Uh, I appreciated that she sent that right before church. Um, she also um, wanted to let us know that she has to go back in three months because uh, they had seen um, a spot in her kidney. They just want to uh, check it to make sure. But she was very happy with uh, the main test right now with the cancer. So uh, so I appreciate that. We'll talk about it a little bit more on the radio tomorrow since she's uh, she'll be listening. So praise the Lord. Pero Dios bendiga a todos, hermanos. Uh, tenemos buenas buen noticias. Uh, también tam queremos avisar a todos uh, de la escuela que vamos a tener aquí que um, si pueden mandar uh, el mensaje a Lorenzo, uh, si vas a um, estar en la escuela, uh, van a hacer exámenes, exámenes uh, el semana que venga para, um, para la escuela. Y uh, necesitan saber eso para agarrar todo lo que necesitan para eso. Pero, uh, y si, uh, si no están, pues oran. Amén, hermanos. Necesitamos orar porque, para que Dios siga bendiciendo y uh, guiándonos en lo que queremos hacer aquí. Amén. Que es to todo para su honor uh, y su gloria. Amén. Uh, pray. If you ain't, you know, if you're not involved, it's, it's okay. But just you pray, you know, pray that God opens up doors and that's the best thing we can do is pray uh, and ask God to, to bless uh, and to, and to uh, illuminate anything that he needs to. También estaba diciendo, hermanos, que ganamos buena noticia de la hermana Navarrete que su examen es del cáncer. Salieron bien, que salieron, how do you say, negativo. Es negativo, right? Huh? Amen. Uh, salieron uh, negativo y no, no tiene cáncer. So, estaba bien gozosa la hermana. Gracias a Dios por eso. Pero uh, vieron un mancha en su riñón, right? That's how you say kidney. Um, y uh, que, que lo van a checar en tres meses. So, si podemos orar para ella, amén. Um, para la hermana Navarrete. So, gracias a Dios que, que Dios um, 
uh, está ahí adelante de nosotros, cuidándonos. Amén. Thank God that he is in front of us, uh, taking care of us. Well, God bless uh, the, the kids and the youth this evening. How was the first day of school for some of y'all? You guys can speak back, huh? Is it okay, Brandon? Amen. Brianna, how was it? Good? All right. Praise the Lord. Let's pray for the kids that did have the ray. Yeah, Brayden, too, gives me the thumbs up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray for the kids. Amen, brothers and sisters. We still have a responsibility to pray for them um, and continue to pray for what we're uh, doing here in the church. Amen. That'll get gooder and gooder. Come on. Let's pray that it gets gooder and gooder. Praise the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters, um, uh, tonight's message, like I mentioned on Sunday, like I mentioned on Monday, is a continuation of uh, what we were talking about uh, with the spirit of Jezebel. Uh, we went through a lot of uh, uh, critical things in our discussions with that. Um, and I appreciate it. I got a lot of feedback from people because uh, the, the, we had, you know, of course, class. I had comments on Sunday, too. And I love, I love conversation. I love having conversation with people. I love for us to be able to sit down and, and learn together. So, um, and I, I love, like, I, I think I mentioned it in the class on, uh, I was having a conversation with Andrew, and he was telling me uh, some of the, uh, the place where her, where her origin was from, uh, Jezebel. And I like that, and, and we we're just talking about things. And then we kind of started talking about some of, the, uh, some of the traits and how those traits are seen in the story. Um, so I, I definitely wanted to, I didn't mention this on, on Sunday, uh, and forgive me for that, but if it's a, it's a, it's an amazing story. It's, it's, you know, it's, uh, six chapters in Kings. So it's from first Kings 16 through 22. If you want to read this story on how King Ahab became, um, a ruler and, uh, and also the story of, uh, Jezebel and, um, and everything that we were talking about, cause there was a lot of details in that, but I don't know if it's, it's better now that you've seen what some of those traits were, and now you can put it in relation to the story uh, that you'll see there, because a lot of those characteristics uh, she's showing in that. Um, so um, praise the Lord, and um, hopefully we're, we're understanding that what this spirit is, and that this spirit is not, it's not gender bias. This spirit is open to anything. This spirit is anything that allows it in, it comes to. But it's interesting because we read a lot of factors when it came to um, to Jezebel. I'd like to start off, though, if we can, with 1 Timothy 4, 11 through 12. Si podemos comenzar, hermanos, con 1 Timoteo 4, 11 a 12. Como estaba diciendo que hablamos de Jezebel en el domingo, pero hay unas personas que estaban diciendo cosas y enseñando cosas que, como me gusta la plática, pero... Una de las cosas estábamos hablando de las características que tenía, que tiene, cosas que ha, um, ha pasado, cosas que, ha, uh, que, que hizo en, en, en la Biblia, que miras en su historia. Y pues qué bueno es uh, poder uh, uh, a meterte. So, si quieres leer, es en uh, capítulo uh, 16 de Primera de Reyes a 22. Uh, es una historia uh, que tiene muchas cosas, pero a veces se pierda cosas porque estamos, es, es una historia uh, bien uh, um, uh, escribido, uh, una, una historia que te puede captivar, es como, se mira como un script de Hollywood, tiene tanto ese, esos capítulos, de veras, de rey, de brujera, lo podemos decir, un bruja, que es Jezebel, 
porque era, vino con sus dioses, vino con, diciendo maldiciones, cuando maldició a, a Elías, es Elías, ¿verdad? Right? Dice Elijah, uh, uh, que lo iba a matar. So, hay mucha en, en la historia que podemos ver, pero hay mucho que podemos llevar de este ejemplo. Y yo quiero, yo dije es, esto, yo creo que lo dije el domingo, lo dije el lunes, que no puede estar un Jezabel sin un Ahab. No puede estar. So I said this on, um, on uh, Sunday or Monday, I was trying to remember, there cannot be a Jezebel without an Ahab. An Ahab uh, or a Jezebel, it's like a positive and a negative that really spawns what this dynamic is, the, the dynamic ends up becoming. So we're going to be reading about this, but I'd like to read 1 Timothy 4, 11 first. It says, these things command and teach. Esto manda y enseña, dice aquí. Ninguno tenga en poco tu juventud, si no se, se, sea, se, se ejemplo de los creyentes en palabra, conducta, amor, espíritu, fe y, y pureza. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in the word, in the word. In conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. I like that. I like that verse because not because he's telling Timothy this, um, and, and not because it's saying something like, "Hey, there's going to be people that sometimes will, you know, hey, you know, hey, you're, you know, what do you know, there, fella? You're kind of young, there, kind of wet behind the ears, aren't you, to be telling me stuff?" And no, he's saying, "Look, you live it." Live this gospel. Have the character of it. Don't let people despise anything that God's going to be showing you. But I like this too because it's critical because as, us, as believers, that's our responsibility. That's what we have to do. We have to live it. Necesitamos vivir nuestra fe, hermanos. No nomás ser habladores o creer que es suficiente estar aquí Um, how do you say depressed again? Deprimidos. A veces estamos aquí sin sonrisa. Qué triste. How do you say aburridos? How do you say aburridos? Borito. ¿Cómo me olvidé de eso? Es bueno. La hermana hizo unos buenos boritos el lunes. Aburrido. ¿Cómo podemos estar así, hermanos? How can we be sad when we serve such a good God, a merciful God, a loving God? But there's things that come. Like I said, our battle's not against flesh and bone, but principalities in the air. Are we not recognizing the goodness of God? So as I was mentioning here, uh, this storyline is between 1 Kings 16 through 22. Um, uh, we didn't go too far into details on stuff, and I just kind of quickly want to go through stuff. You know, Ahab... Uh, was a king, which is interesting, right? Because we're going to start studying all these books, but the book of Kings has a lot of kings. You start reading about, about a bunch of kings, and, and to be honest with you, a lot of the kings were not great kings. They had a lot of failures. That's why they went through a lot of kings. Because a lot of kings were removed. 
So it happens that this king right here, Ahab, was the king of, the, of northern Israel for roughly about 19 years. There's a couple of people that say 22, but I saw more consistency when it came through 19 years. But he is portrayed negatively due to his actions as king. So some key points about Ahab, just so we can start understanding a little bit about the guy, right? This is in the Bible. He became king by no effort. His father died. So it's not like he went into a battle and it's not anything. He was just like, it was just given to him. So he's kind of, you start to see in some of his actions, he's kind of um, a spoiled type of kid that just got his way. You can kind of see it in some of the stuff that when you end up reading on the story we're going to talk about. So his father was King Omri, another king. This, this king was a little, a little different. He was, he was a battler. He was kind of known for some stuff, but he also wasn't, he was also worthless too. It says in the Bible, he was the worthless, worthless up to the point until he had his son, until his son became king. And then now this one was worser. So not a very good genealogy here when you start seeing this in the Bible from, you know, you know, the, the lineage here is not very good. So, um, and it's interesting because it says that he was the worst king to that point until Ahab took over, right? And then we, we of course, read the verse on Sunday where it talks about him. But what he's known for, too, is that, it, of course, what we talked about Sunday, he married Jezebel. Kind of shows you a little bit of his thinking, right? Though it was a political reason that he did it, you know, you know the way you, you've seen the movies, right, where they say, hey, this king's going to marry this queen so the countries can, you know, have peace or trade and all this stuff it's biblical still this is still what was happening but again the thought process of this was not good just due to the fact that she had a lot of baggage literally a lot of baggage which was she worshiped ball Baal. you know she brought a lot of gods with her a lot of priests with her a lot of religion with her so that's you know jezebel in a nutshell and we went through the, the traits that she had, that spirit that she had. But it's interesting because there's a spirit that he had that fueled that spirit that she had, that magnetized it towards him. And we're going to talk about that. So uh, another thing about Ahab, too, is that he went against God and, and the prophet Elijah. We talked a little bit about it Sunday, but that's kind of what he was known for, is that Jezebel would tell him something, he would do it. But he was the king. And so even though she was killing prophets and doing all these things, he kind of like turned away from it and then, okay, whatever. Even though she went in and like we talked about on Sunday, killed a man that wouldn't sell his land to, to the king, he allowed stuff like that to happen under his watch. Even though God was merciful to him at times, God, you know, uh, he humbled himself one time and, and he dressed himself in a, in a uh, sackcloth and, and, and was in the dirt and, and God said, okay, have mercy. And then what does he do? This happens. Finds out that he gets this land because of a crooked deal or an execution, actually. It doesn't get any more crookeder than that. And so, and so he's... Always, again, not fearing God, not fearing who's God, who God has appointed. Um, and like I mentioned, he wanted this land. So he goes, it talks about the story that he goes and he cries to Jezebel. You know, and Jezebel goes, oh, it's going to be okay, babe. I'm going to get it for you. And she creates a thing that causes this man to get executed. It's so for, for a vineyard. 
that the king wanted. So, uh, an interesting thing too, Ahab, he, in his, in, his, in his reign, it was a lot of conflict. There was a lot of stuff that was happening. It was never, you could tell that God never, was never involved. And a lot of these kings, like I said, it's the book of Kings, right? First Kings, second Kings. There's a lot of stories about this. And it's a story of a lot of conflict with the prophets that God was bringing. Um, and one of them in particular, um, I was, <laughs> I'm working on this name right here, Micaiah, 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 I think it's what it is, Micaiah. Went to him and said, hey, I'm sorry, but you're going to die. Your bloodline's done. You're going to, you know, you're, you're, we're done with you. God, you, you've disobeyed. God, you've done all these things. And instead of him thinking through that and understanding what that meant, he still continued on stuff, not thinking about his family. So again, we're getting a little bit of characteristic of this person. Even though, even though you, you, this, this evilness was over, this, this God was against, it still didn't snap to this person to change. That's the spirit that was there. You can see now, it's interesting because there's two, two ways to describe him that I found. It's a passive person that's easily controlled. That's the spirit. So when you think about it, he, had a, he, he was a passive man controlled by a woman, which was Jezebel. Now, it got quiet again. It felt, like, it felt like Sunday again. Here we go again. Here comes Sunday again. Just because you're saying amen doesn't mean you're that person. But look, listen to this. It's interesting, though, because, like I said, Jezebel couldn't be Jezebel without having an Ahab to puppeteer around. But Ahab could never step into the role that he needed to be because Jezebel had control. And so, you know, the spirit, when I start thinking about a little bit about the spirit, and there's a, there's a, in 1 Kings 21, 26, um, I like for us to read this real quick so we can understand some of uh, the mindset here. Uh, it says, Él fue en gran manera abominable, caminado, caminando, en pos de los ídolos, conforme a todo lo que hicieron los amor, amore, amoreos, amoreos, a los cuales lanzó Jehová de delante de los hijos de Israel. And he did very abominably in following idols, according, this is Ahab, according to all the things as he did, as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. 27. Y sucedió que cuando Acab oyó estas palabras, rasgó su vestido y puso silicio sobre su carne, ayunó y durmió en silicio 
y anduvo humillado. And it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. Listen to this. This is the part I'm telling you about now, verse 28. Entonces vino palabra de Jehová a Elías trisbita diciendo. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the tish, Tishbite. No has visto como Acab se ha humillado delante de mí, pues por cuanto se ha humillado delante de mí, no traeré el mal en sus días. En los días de su hijo, traer el mal sobre su casa. So listen to this. Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. Now, knowing this, that see, he got scot-free, kind of. Because God's not attacking me now. He's going to just... Kind of the same similar thing we're talking right now about Noah and Ham. Noah curses Ham children. Do you think about what's worse, being you being cursed or seeing your children suffer? Right? That's a pretty tough one right there. Well, in this case, similarly, and still Ahab is so caught up in his life that he really doesn't care about his household. That's the spirit that's there. And so when we look at I started kind of reflecting a little bit. What, 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 where were some of these examples of the Jezebel spirit, this, this spirit that would um, be corrupting people? And we see a couple of examples. One of them is in the book of Esther, right? We know the story of Haman. You guys know that story? Wants to kill all the people of uh, the Israel. Um, tries to convince the king to do a decree. It's a beautiful story, right? Read it if you've never read this the story of Esther. And at the very end, the same news that he had for Mordecai, right? The same news that he had for Mordecai, he got hung on it. Same spirit as Jezebel. The way he navigated, the way he did stuff. That's why I'm telling you, it's not a spirit that's gender, you know, I'm not, like, come on, calm down here. That's, you have to get so quiet because I'm talking, because there's, there's also a passiveness that can sometimes come in our beliefs that's a, an Ahab type in our actions. And it can be, that's not gender bias either. But in this story right here, it's a passive man, man with a controlling woman. And a lot of times you see that. That's common. Muchas veces estamos viendo eso ahorita en estos días, hermanos. Que se ha perdido el hombre. Hay más mujeres que hombres en la iglesia a veces. ¿Por qué? ¿Qué está pasando? Este espíritu está fuerte. Un espíritu que no le importaba que sus hijos estaban maldecidos. And another one too is of course, Delilah, the story of Samson and Delilah. Delilah is another great example of somebody that was easily bought and also was used. 
And what's interesting, too, in both of these cases, you have one that's a male and one that's a female, but that spirit of being able to, you know, another one, too, that I had put down was Judas, right? Judas had the spirit of Jezebel. Why? Because it's a spirit. Not that, you know, Jezebel came into Judas, right? The spirit came into Judas and caused him to be cunning, caused him to be go covert, to be sneaky, have private meetings, questioning Jesus. Being a disciple, being in his presence wasn't enough for Judas. How crazy. It's not enough just to get here. That's part of it. It requires us the desire to be more involved with God, to be obedient to God, to be respectful, to be um, under his governance. And that's not what Judas bought into. He doubted and denied. And then another one that I thought about too, which is a couple of them, Daniel's accusers, right? The story of Daniel how they plan things, and this spirit was very, and you see it a lot as how it affected the church, how it affected the people of Israel. Why? Because they didn't like seeing favor. And guess what? You might have some Jezebels in your life that go after you because of the favor that they see in you, coming to you. You see, not such a bad thing now, right? Now we're thinking like, oh, okay, Brother Gabe. That's a lot better because I thought you were going to call me a Jezebel. No, 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 no. You might have some people that are against you. Los ejemplos que estoy hablando aquí, hermanos, son ejemplos de la historia de Esther. Is it Esther, right? Que era Haman. Quería matar a los judíos. Y planaba que iba a matar a esta persona. Uh, en la historia, y no sé cómo se dice Mordecai en español, pero e, y su plan pareció, no, no, falló. Y como iba a planar a matarlos, le mataron a él de misma manera. Y también la historia de uh, uh, Sonson, Samson. <laughs> y, uh, how do you say Delilah in Spanish? Delilah, how do you say your name in Spanish? <laughs> no, 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 no. How do you say Delilah? Dailila? Dailila. Da? Li? La. I thought I said that the very first time. <laughs> I always say that, don't I, man? I'm like, I, t- I do it with Joe sometimes, so I always think I say it right. Dailila. Praise the Lord. El espíritu que tenía ella para convencer. Podemos decir eso también. Pero, you know, what is the spirit of Ahab? We talked about one of them, right? It's, it's a passive person. Oh, that, you know, oh, that, you know, person's so good, you know. I don't ever see them get mad. You don't ever see them do anything. It's not only get mad, you don't ever see them lead, direct. Of course they don't get mad because they just don't want to deal with it. Because there's something passive about it. It could be burning all around them, and they're like, hey, 
Hi. Yeah. And that's King Ahab, though he was loved and, and people, you know, oh, you know, would flatter him with flattery. The kingdom was in a drought, was cursed. And yet he was passive. Even though Elijah was telling him why, he wouldn't make the change. Uh, and, and, and it's a term that somebody that's passive sometimes uses is, is tolerance. We, we sometimes think that that's a good thing, but it's not a good thing when it's sin. It's not a good thing when it's a curse. And this spirit, like I said, had somebody tell him, you know what? You made it okay, but your kids. And that person still kept on doing what he was doing after that. What's it going to take if that spirit's there of Ahab? Say, why you are hermanos? See, el espíritu de Ahab está ahí. Si tienes ese espíritu, uno de las cosas que podemos ver en él es que era bien pasivo, pasivo, passive. Pues vino Jezebel y lo dejó, ¿no? Rayó su dioses, no importaba. Y pasa eso a veces en estos días. Alguien está durmiéndose cuando cosas están cambiando. I told you it's going to be as good as it was on Sunday. And it's going to be even harder with this one. Because this one I didn't talk about six years ago. But I started thinking, I said, hey, when there's a Jezebel, there's always an Ahab. And you start to see that he's, he struggled with entitlement. You know, he's, he struggled with a lot of things, and there's a lot of examples. We're not going to talk about them as many because there's some critical ones that I really wanted to spend a lot of time with. But he struggled with entitlement. Again, that's a little bit of the, of the fact that he didn't earn the position. It was, it was given to him because his father died. But again, this spirit, usually with entitlement, doesn't come uh, a willingness to look in the mirror and see what's wrong. It's a blindness when you have an entitlement. This one's a critical one. Because again, if you've seen the spirit, if you know the spirit, perversion. Let's think about that for a second. How did Jezebel control him? Ah, she was hot. He was a pervert. So she knew. Because the spirit that she had allowed her to, okay. You want to lie with me in bed? <laughs> I'll make the decisions then. And of course, he's like, okay. Even if that bed's in hell. Because again, look, there's nobody here, I hope, like Ahab to say like, yeah, 
Curses come all the time, Brother Gabe. Things happen all the time. Would you really feel that way? If God was telling you there's a curse over your family because of the way you're living, what's happening? We would want to make things right. We would want to make changes. That is a spirit that it draws itself to God, not one that says, well, like, well, you're saying it's not going to happen to me. It's going to happen to them. Well, just keep on doing what we're doing then. They'll figure it out. But that moment that God convicts your heart to change, it's beautiful. And sometimes it requires prayer. It requires fasting. It requires conviction. It requires opening up our eyes and seeing that we got to make changes. Que, que bonito, hermanos, que, que el espíritu que te, tenía el rey no le importaba que maldició el Señor sus hijos porque estaba pensando, pues, yo estoy bien. No me pasó nada a mí. Pero ese espíritu, qué poderoso que no le importa a este rey de sus hijos. Porque está fuerte el espíritu. Como hablamos el domingo, está fuerte estos espíritus. Pero se necesita uno para el otro. Pero el, el perversión, ¿es how you say perversion? Perversión. El, el, un hombre débil, en, este, en la historia, una persona débil, esa es una de las cosas que vas a hallar. Perversión. ¿Por qué? Porque el cuerpo quiere satisfacerse. Satisfacerse. Amén. Pero. Como sabemos, hermanos, ese es donde está la tentación. And then one that I found was pretty interesting as you thought, think about it, because there's a scene in the Bible where I told you he goes and he's crying. He's like, ah, they won't sell me. That. He's all mad and huffing and puffing because they won't, he won't sell me the land. He won't sell me the land, babe. And she starts flatter, you know, telling him, oh, you're such a good, honorable king. He needed what? Coddling. So guess what? A spirit of Ahab is a man that needs coddling, needs to be told all the time, even when he's not doing right. Because again, if there's a spirit of Jezebel, of course, if I, you're doing good, just let me be in control. <laughs> You're doing just fine. So this person doesn't recognize these things. And so he starts to avoid things. The first thing he avoids is what he's been called for, which is to rule, to be the king of Israel. The first thing he does, he becomes the worst king ever by bringing in and infiltrating gods and idols. The thing that God abhorred, he brought in because of his passiveness and his tolerance. Oh, it's not going to be so bad. Look, at she's hot. We look good together. When we take selfies, we look good together. These paintings, oh, my gosh. People understand, right? What's, what is it? What is it with a couple of little calves and stuff that they got now that they're putting around? 
And of course, on the other side, Jezebel's got, I know what you want, and I got it. So you're going to do what I say. And like I said, this back and forth, both lose. At the end of the day, the saddest thing is, as we see in this story, the kids lose. And another thing that this spirit avoids is conflict. Because again, if he's passive, if he's talk, talk, he doesn't want to, I don't want to argue. So instead of standing on things that are critical, it's like, ah, it's just better that I just leave it alone. And then the other spirit says, perfect. So we got to be careful as a church not to fall into these things. If you catch yourself not building each other up, not allowing God to use you for what he designed you for, for what he created you for, then what are we doing? A generational curse. And now we hear our problems are our kids' problems. Because we didn't want to take the time to fix it. The name of Jesus. But see, this is what's awesome about church is that this is the trumpet that sounds sometimes. This is the, uh, the warning saying, hey, listen, let's fix it. Let's humble ourselves before God. Let's, let's, let's come before God humbled. Viene la palabra de Dios, hermanos, y como el domingo los enseña que este espíritu está fuerte, el espíritu de Jezabel. Que entra como vemos aquí en hombre y mujer. Pero este espíritu aquí se mira más en el hombre. El espíritu de Ahab. But this spirit right here is seen more in men. And you usually see him being controlled more. And the saddest thing is that you never get to experience what God had for you. Because you're never going to experience it if you can't stand up and be led by him. Even if you get attitude, even if you don't get your eggs the next morning. Es difícil, hermanos. Hay muchos, podemos decir, un espíritu de siendo cobarde. Ah, no, ya, ya, no, no, ya no peleo, ya, ya, sé cómo, ya sé cómo va a ir. <laughs> I don't even argue anymore, I know how it's going to go. Why? Because again, the spirit of Ahab Needs the spirit of Jezebel. Also, another thing that this person will do is not when something's going wrong, instead of nipping it in the bud, instead of getting in front of it, they're like, eh, we'll see. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll change. There's no urgency. Again, another characteristic of being passive. 
This person, this king was in a drought. People were dying, and, and Elijah told them why. It didn't matter. It was obvious why he was struggling. It was obvious why the country was cursed because of what was happening, and he could have stopped it, but he didn't. So this spirit is powerful in what it does. Another critical one, too, this spirit doesn't like to learn. The spirit of Ahab doesn't like to learn. Let me tell you, let me, it's, it's a little bit different, right? We're talking about Jezebel, and Jezebel's like, I know it all, and da, 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 da. this spirit right here, because look at this. This king had one of the greatest prophets, Elijah. Just a, just a reminder of this. You remember the story? We read it here a, a, a few, either a month back, or where, where they were in the mountain, and they were coming down, they were glowing. Because Elijah and Moses were with Jesus, and Peter was like, hey, we just put some tents around here, and we'll just stay here forever. Because they were in the presence of God, but also of faithful men of God. And you see, Ahab couldn't recognize that, and even if, even if he had a glimpse of it, he would have done everything to say, hey, Elijah, what do I need to do? I know you're a man of God. I know God has favor on you. But he didn't want to learn. When he had a great teacher there. Another thing, too, is a selfishness that comes over a person with this type of spirit that you can see. Because, again, if they're not caring enough for the destruction that's happening around, they're probably not going to care a lot about people. And even though passive sounds like, oh, that person's, you know, that person's, you know, or tolerant sounds like it's, no, no, no. It means that I'm going to, even who cares what's happening in your house? As long as it's not happening in my house, who cares that people are dying in the streets? The kingdom's okay. And again, a critical one is sacrifice. This spirit will not sacrifice, will not stop things, will not say enough's enough, will not say, what am I doing? Will not say, this is not right. Will not say, Because as the spirit of Jezebel was there, corrupt, this one right here is like, why change it? I got me a, a good-looking woman here. She gives me everything I want if I just appease her. Even though my nation that I'm ruling over, that God's had me rule over, is in the toilet, who cares? I'm doing all right. No desire to change because there's not sympathy in that person. So who in the Bible can compare a little bit to this king? Well, another king could, King Herod. Everybody remember King Herod, John the Baptist? Another king that pervert, a pervert, right? We could say another pervert. Those kings are perverts. And because the way his 
daughter, daughter-in-law or daughter, remind me on that one, is dancing for him. Just give me the head of John the Baptist. And again, passive. And did it. And like I was talking, you know, brothers before, Samson had a trait of being passive. He had this Ahab mindset that came over him eventually. He didn't start out with it, but he fell into it a little bit. And he failed his purpose, what God had called him for. Thankfully, he's repenting, and he's, which is totally different from what Ahab is, but that spirit can come. So, what do we do to change it? ¿Qué podemos hacer, hermanos? Porque podemos ver que ese espíritu es poderoso como el espíritu de que estábamos hablando de Jezebel. Y muchas veces, ah, te reprendo, Jezebel, te reprendo, Ahab. Pero ahí está en medio de nosotros. Ahí está al, al lado de nosotros. Ahí está como ejemplos que hemos tenido. ¿Qué podemos hacer como pueblo de Dios? What can we do like a people of God to remove these things, to make sure these things aren't in us, to make sure we're encouraging, we're developing, we're living the purpose that God has called us to do. What can we do? Acts 2.38. Well, what do we do, Peter? Because their hearts were pricked. We start the process by recognizing some of these things. And, and, and brothers and sisters, I tell you one thing. The last thing you ever want to hear from your kids is I learned it from you. So you have an opportunity to change it. Don't be passive in your age. Ya tenemos oportunidad. Abuelos tienen oportunidades de cambiar la cosa. Ya padres que no tienen hijos en la casa tienen la oportunidad para cambiar la cosa. Pero la cosa es que necesitamos a reconocer que tenemos uno de los espíritus. Y cuando reconocemos eso, el Señor puede comenzar a cambiar la cosa. Pero muchas veces estamos contra, contra. Nuestra mente está contra. El orgullo está contra. We're against. We're against a lot of the times. We're, we're already doubting stuff. We're already eliminating stuff. And I tell you, God looks for humbleness. What's the thing that God cannot deny? A contrite heart and a humble spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for that. That gives me hope. You know, this sadness that comes over us, this like, uh-oh, this I find myself, uh-oh, uh-oh, I've, I've done that before, uh-oh, I was that, uh-oh. The one thing God cannot resist is you wanting to change. And we cannot have an Ahab spirit thinking like, well, my kids will figure it out in their marriage. No, we've got to humble ourselves and say, God, let them see the change in me. So what can we do to change the spirit? Holiness. So our desire has to be this spirit feeds, like I talked about on perversions, it feeds on satisfying what? The flesh, the flesh, the flesh. 
So if you find yourself satisfying the flesh more than the spirit, then this spirit's going to come. Either one of these spirits is going to come into your life. What is that? What do you mean, Brother Gabe? Are you an Amazon shopper all the time? That could be it. <laughs> You're satisfying the flesh. Some of y'all, well, Brother Gabe, you can't say that. It's only three ninety-five, and they'll have it here tomorrow. When am I, who am I hurting? You're hurting yourself because you just have your phone in your hand. And you're like, get here, get here, get here. Screen protector for my phone, get here. You've made Amazon Prime your God. There's a lot of things that we unfortunately gratify the flesh over the spirit. And you can feel it. And then this spirit looks to connect itself. So, indulging in cravings of the flesh, lust, anger, greed, laziness, selfishness. If we read here 1 Peter 1, 13, 1 Peter 1, 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the, uh, the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought Unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, 14. And as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, brothers and sisters, that that's, seems like an impossible task for a lot of us because we constantly find ourselves struggling. But the good thing about it is we're constantly fighting. We're fighting. You got to keep on fighting. You got to keep on desiring to change. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. Yes, things are going to happen. But we want to eliminate those things so we can make progress, not stand still and not go behind, go backwards. So we got to find ourselves. Because these messages become tough. They convict us. They're like, How, well, you know, why? Well, okay, okay, then I'm, the, I'm that spirit. I, I, I checked off three of them. Where you have identified three things. Now eliminate them. And you can in the name of Jesus. Well, I've tried, Brother Gabe. I've tried all these years. I've been doing it. But it just cement way. Well, let's stop us. <laughs> well, let, get, let God get to the reason. Because God can change it. God can do it. El Señor lo puede cambiar. El Señor puede poner algo nuevo. Un nuevo corazón. Él prometa. Amen. If we turn to, also, I'm sorry, holiness, self-control is another thing we can do. If we turn to Proverbs 25, 28, si voltamos a nosotros para Proverbios 25, 28, el dominio propio es otra cosa, es la santidad y el dominio propio. ¿Qué podemos hacer para quitar estos espíritus? 
que vienen. A todos. They come to everyone. It's beautiful. You know, you know what I'm praying for, brothers and sisters? I'm praying that there's some, some, some good personal talk tonight. I love that. I, 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 I've heard that, you know, some people have come up and, they, and, and they've had questions. They've had some things they wanted to get clarified. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. We're never going to shy away from, from us talking about it. But I love more than anything hearing we were talking about this. We're trying to figure out where this came from. But I noticed that, you know, I'd seen it in our lives. I've seen it. Proverbs 25, 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Como ciudad derivada, derivada, y sin muro, es el hombre cuyo espíritu no tiene rienda. Self-control is one of the most powerful gifts of the spirit. It's powerful. Some of us have to go through a lot to get it a lot of brokenness there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of trials and tribulations and then you might see somebody eventually and it's a different person but they'll tell you that it was a journey to get there self-control is so powerful think about that to control oneself once you have that then Discernment comes over you. Then God starts to illuminate your mind. You start to see things differently. You start to question things. You start to open up your, your mind to things and say, why didn't I ever think about this? Why didn't I ever see it this way? Why wasn't I ever told these things? And now God starts to flood you with wisdom. And wisdom, usually blessings start to come with that. And now you're living a different life. Now you're, 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 you're not needing the Amazon purchase. I'm smiling. I'm shopping and smiling. Now you're happy because of the peace you have in your heart. Because God is good. God has a love for you and your children. God has a plan for you and your children. It's so crazy. As parents, you see it, right? You hold it and, and you're like, you hold your child, and you're like thinking all these things, right? And you're like, I'm crazy, ain't I? I'm crazy thinking that, ain't I? But look at them. Babies pooping their diaper. They're not even thinking about what you're talking about, but they're like. <laughs> but God has a plan for you and your children. If you just come to an understanding, Where obedience, where self-control comes into your life. The sacrifice, remember what is that spirit that doesn't like? Sacrifice. I'm going to hold my tongue because people are watching. 2 Corinthians 112. The other thing is sincerity. 
being sincere. What is being sincere? My wife and I, she's, she's going to be totally mad at me on this one. I'm just going to put it out there, brothers and sisters. You guys can ask me tomorrow, brother, did you make it? But my wife and I, funny thing, I think I, mar- I mentioned this in the marriage class. But my wife and I, I used to bother me when she would tell me I love you. After we just got in an argument. I don't want to hear that. I wanted that I love you to be before the argument. Because it had to be sincere. It can't just be a, forgive me, just forgive me, just forgive me, just forgive me. Then your forgive me's become what? Watered down if you're not truly trying to change. That's the way I was feeling on it. She could have been feeling differently on it, trying to be sincere in that, trying to learn that. But I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to, if it was the same thing that was happening, why in the world is this happening? But it's beautiful when we're sincere about something and we think about it. And now when we say, I love you, which aren't very many, babe. We don't get in arguments. You see, God, every one of y'all, every one of y'all. But now they have an impact because they come with weight. They come with sacrifice. Because when God does it, he does it in ways that we can't understand. He does it in the hospital. And she's laying there right next to her son by herself. God's working. Does it in me as I'm traveling off having to leave them in the hospital or traveling off when she's in the hospital and he's crushing my ego? Well, God will do it. You best believe God will do it. But the thing is, brothers and sisters, we don't have to go through things if we start to recognize them, if we really take the time. That's why I'm saying, what do I look for more? It's, it's that one-on-one talk. And sometimes it's hard if you got one of those spirits to say, hey, what do you think about that? You think I'm passive? Hey, what do you think about? Do you think I'm controlling? Sometimes it has to start with, I want to apologize because I'm passive. Another person, I want to apologize because I'm controlling. I just love, I just love that kind of stuff because it gets, you get in it. You get in it. See, some of us don't get it, but you get in it. If you really see what it takes for two people to do that, there's something powerful. Because that means God's working. If we turn here um, in second, do we read second Corinthians 1, 12, brother? I'm sorry. Because it's also 2 Corinthians 2.17. 2 Corinthians uh, 1.12 says, For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity the godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God. We have had our conversations in the world and more abundantly toward to you word. Amen? Toward, I, I think it's toward. Porque nuestra gloria es esta, el testimonio de nuestra conciencia. Que con sencillez y sinceridad de Dios 
no con sabiduría humana, sino con la gracia de Dios, nos hemos conducido en el mundo y mucho más con vosotros. You see, brothers and sisters, the sincerity of our conscience, it's hard, it's hard when you make the same mistake over and over again, when you start, but you got to start, this is where we ask God for wisdom, right? Amen. When you ask God for wisdom, he'll get to, he'll show you where it's at. He'll get you to the place that you need to see it. He'll show you where the root came from. Like I said, some of us, like we talked about the spirit on Sunday, some of us, it's trauma. We've had trauma in our life. And sometimes that trauma has allowed the other person to what? Tolerate. Remember the tolerance thing? Remember how I just, did you just see how I connected both of those things? So now you have somebody with trauma, and then the other person tolerates it. The controlling behavior is they understand. But both of them are broken. Help us, God. 2 Corinthians 2.17. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. So brothers and sisters, this world that we live in is going to be corrupt. We're going to see corruption around us. We're seeing it around us all the time. And sometimes this corruption fuels us in our opinions and our actions. If you look at a lot of things, brothers and sisters, it's, it's infiltrated the church. The sincerity of the church is leaving because why? Because laws are changing, because customs are changing, because things are changing. Well, they're just not doing things like that anymore, Brother Gabe. And now an acceptance is there wider and a loss because we still serve the same God. He's the same God. That's what's tremendous about this is that you can read this and it reads you today in 2023. It was written thousands of years ago and it reads you today. Who can explain that? Because God uses it to reach the heart. ¿Quién puede entender la palabra de Dios, hermanos? Es tan profundo como nos toca, como los habla a nosotros. Tan profundo. Pero por eso debe ser honrado. If we turn here in 2 Thessalonians 3.16, we also, so we have holiness, we have the willingness to have self-control, and we also have to be sincere In our lives, sincerity is a critical thing for us. But now we also have to be peaceful. How can I? Because again, if we're not peaceful, if there's a corruption in us, is there, if there's a vengefulness in us, it's going to consume you. It's going to allow you to, some of us haven't healed for some of these things that have consumed us through our entire life. And that's what doesn't allow the peace to, flourish in us it feels good for a little bit but then here it comes again i'm feeling okay for a little bit but here comes that cycle again 
Biblically speaking, you see it in the people of Israel. How do we stop that cycle? How do we break that curse? We start with peace. Is there peace? 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. Y el mismo Señor de paz os dé siempre paz en toda manera. El Señor sea con todos vosotros. Estamos leyendo de Tesalonicenses. Tesalonicenses, I'm sorry. Ayer, hermanos, que muchas personas no, no saben cuando alguien se muere, que están dormidos. Es bien interesante cuando lees la razón que Pablo les escribía a ellos, las preguntas que tenían. Estaban en medio, como hemos hablado, de, de muchos ídolos, que de mucha, uh, uh, I don't know how you say mythology. Muchas cosas estaban enfrente de ellos. Eran sus vidas. Pero ahí estaba Pablo trabajando con ellos. Por eso está tan importante entender que el Señor va a trabajar con nosotros. Quiere ver cambio. Quiere ver un corazón listo para cambiar. God's going to work with us. God wants to see a change. If God has, if God has uh, grabbed your ear and told you something for you to forget that, the creator of all things, the one that designed everything perfectly, It was humans that messed it up. It wasn't God that messed it up. It's humans that separated themselves from God. It wasn't God that separated himself from humans. But if he's grabbed your ear and he's spoken to you and he's whispered life into you, how dare us, how dare us ignore him? When all he has is love for us, all he has is a desire of good things for us, how dare us? He's selfish. All because it doesn't fit our agenda or our lifestyle. How can I make this work? Like I said, the number one reason for atheism is people just don't want to accept being obedient to God. So they'd rather say there's no God. Another reason for atheists to be atheists is they see Christians claiming there's a God and denying them with their actions daily. So we got to get better. But thank God we're here to get better. If we turn to Isaiah 26.3, si voltamos a nos para Isaías, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Tú guardarás en completa paz aquel cuyo pensamiento en ti persevera porque en ti ha confiado. So, brothers and sisters, we, we want this peace. We want God. Well, then you've got to do what? Seek him. Get closer to him. Desire to know him more. You see, we've accustomed ourselves to just, you know, thinking that things come uh, gratis with no <laughs> obligations. Oh, was it free? Oh, it's free. You guys heard the story about me, right? I won the publishing clearinghouse when I was 12 years old. And I was already writing all my family off. 
Bro, you know, Lorenzo, you're not getting nothing. Because you're mean to me. You're bullying the room, Lorenzo. I was 12 years old, so let's take the perspective of age, okay? Why? Because I got a letter and it said that you're the next millionaire. <gasps> we did it! My poor mom was like, uh, okay. Until she found out that I was writing everybody off. She might have got rid of <laughs> Because again, we sometimes can't see the reality of certain, our certain circumstances and understand our only peace comes from him. Our only peace is going to come from God when we get close to him. Not when we draw it in with things that we think by blessing ourselves. That's not the peace of God blessing yourself. That's like putting morphine. Blessing yourself is like having morphine next to your bedside with the pain. That's blessing yourself. The pain's still going to be there. It's still there, but you're hitting. You know what? You don't mind if I... Until you get to the root of it. Until the healer gets to it. So... A critical thing to eliminate the spirits too is the mindset of the home. If we turn here to Proverbs eleven twenty nine, Proverbs once eighteen twenty, they say, "He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart." What does that mean? It means that some of us, our house is okay, but we go in there and shake it up a little bit. We're the cause of the turbulence in our own household. We're the cause of the turbulence in our own household. Look what it says here. This household's going to inherit the wind. Destruction's going to come over it. Unstability's going to come over it. Why? Because of our own self decisions and our own pride and not willingness to be able to allow God to manage us. 1 Corinthians 16 13 says, Velar estar firmes en la fe. Portaos, varón y mente, y esforzados. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit like uh, you like men, be strong. I like the way this version says it here. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. That's what we want. We need the protector. We need somebody that's overseeing. We need somebody that God has appointed. If you don't feel that, then that's where you start to question. Maybe the independence of your life has been so long that now it's affecting your marriage. I've been so independent. I've had to take care of myself so long that, you know what, I really don't need anybody else to take care of me. And now it's the strife. Proverbs 10.9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. We have to have a desire for change. We have to have a desire for sacrifice. We have to have a desire to be obedient. But if we don't, things that are crooked in our life will be found out. Everything comes to light. 
It's the commitment we all, you know what, brother and sister, you know what's beautiful about this? It's the rule for everyone. I thought everybody would have been happy with that one. I was going to say, it's the rule for y'all, not for me. No, 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 no. It's the rule for everyone that everything comes to light. Everyone, including me. Our job is to hold on, like stand firm. I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. I like this verse right here, brothers and sisters. 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or his height or his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now, brothers and sisters, we're here, and like I said, we've heard a lot, and I'm not sure if we heard a lot. We've seen some stuff, but I'm not sure we understood some things. Because again, with the Spirit also comes distractions and confusion. I pray that if God is talking to you in your life and you're hearing him, and he's showing you things. I pray that you just draw yourself closer to him. Ask God, God, show me stuff. God, reveal yourself to me, God. God, if I need to make changes, I want to make these changes, God. If you're showing me the changes that need to come, God, I want to accept them in my heart. God, I don't want to look at, li- li- listen to this one for some of us. Listen to this one. God, I don't want to look at what I'm losing. I want you to put in my heart what you're going to give me. This everlastingness, this temporary side. I think that losing that is greater than eternal life. Estoy pidiendo que en nuestros corazones, hermanos, que podemos no pensar en lo que estamos perdiendo en cosas. Porque viene ese espíritu muchas veces. Pero que estamos pensando en el amor de Dios que tiene para nosotros. And dejar cosas. You see, God's love is tremendous. God's love is great. It got you here to listen. There could have been so many problems that you went through, so many struggles, but you came tonight. Now we have an opportunity to come up here and pray. Tenemos una oportunidad otra vez, hermanos, para venir acá a orar. No es nomás un señal diciendo, oh, si yo voy para allá, van a saber que yo tengo ese espíritu. Pues yo voy ahora también aquí, hermanos. Porque no es tanto de el espíritu, es reconociendo que el Señor te lo puede quitar. Y a veces el fuego, fuego del altar es donde necesitamos a comenzar. Sometimes the fire of the altar is where change starts. So why don't we pass on up? I'm going to ask the group here to play a worship song, and we're going to, we're going to pray to the Lord, brothers and sisters. Voy a pedir, hermanos, que venemos para acá y oramos. Le pedimos al Señor sabiduría. Lo pedimos al Señor que se revela en nuestras vidas. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father. First of all, Lord, for speaking to our hearts, Lord. 
If we were offended, Lord, by the prick of your words to our heart, Father, we ask, Lord, that this prick brings us, this conviction, Lord, brings us to our knees to you, Jesus. Just because we're on our knees, Lord, doesn't mean that our pride's still there, Lord, and that we think we can do it. We're on our knees, Father, because we see you doing it, Jesus. We're on our knees, Lord, because we believe, Father, in you, Jesus. We're here praying, Lord, because we believe in you, Jesus. We ask right now, Lord, that your powerful spirit overtake any vessel, Father, that's here tonight. Any vessel, any spirit that's here tonight, Father, we ask, Lord, that your spirit that's greater than anything overtake any spirit, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Because we believe in you, Father. You're calling us, Lord, to draw to you. You're calling us, Lord, to get closer to you. I ask, Father, that you just bless us, Lord, and give us revelation, Lord. Give us an understanding, Father, of our calling, Lord. We don't want to find ourselves, Father, where our children are struggling for our shortcomings, Father, our things that we taught them that we didn't correct, Father, in time. I ask, Father, right now, Lord, that your mercy and your grace reach out to all of us, Lord, and understanding come over us, Lord, that you just make your word, Father, as clear as day in our lives and that we all can put it to action, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this first day of school for the kids, Lord, the protection you gave them, Father, the protection of the parents, Lord. We ask for this ministry and what you're doing, Father. We ask, Lord, that you continue to guide this ministry, Lord, that you continue to bless us, Lord, but that we come with an intent of unity, Lord, that we come with an intent, Lord, wanting to be helpers pulling forward, Jesus, not being left behind or pulling backwards. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for your love, your guidance, Lord, how you speak to us, how you work in our lives, Father. I thank you, Lord, for brothers and sisters here, Lord, that you're bringing, Father, brothers that are here, Father, that are just committed and dedicated, the love they have, Father, for you, Jesus. I thank you for our sister Donna, Lord, and I know, Father, you're doing stuff in her life, Lord. Speak to her, Lord. Use her for her family, Lord Jesus. Loosen any chains, Lord. Loosen anything that's there, any hurt that's there in her life, Lord Jesus. Remind us as a church, Lord, that we have an obligation. We have a duty, Father, right now, Father, for our sister. She knows she's not alone because you're with her, Father, but we have a responsibility, Father. Convict our hearts, Lord. Continue to bless those that you're using, Lord, and working for that. I thank you, Jesus, for your love. I thank you, Father, for your mercy, Lord. We ask now, Lord, that you just continue to Bless us, Lord, on the way home, Lord. Protect us, Lord. And bless us, Father, in these dangerous times. We ask this in your precious name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Let's worship.